Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Right now, we're in a series through the Gospel of Matthew. We saved the Christmas story for Christmas time. And in this week's devotions, I wanted to show the parallels between the events of Matthew chapter 2 and this prophecy in Revelation chapter 12. Yesterday, we're clear, though, I do not believe that the woman in the sign of Revelation 12:1 is Mary, or at least not Mary alone. She's Israel. Now, let's continue. Revelation 12, um, let's, let's read verses 1 through 3 today. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in labor and agony as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven. There was a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on its heads were seven crowns. Let's stop right there. You definitely see the parallels and why somebody would look at that and immediately say it's Mary. But this is the story of how God brought about the Savior, and then the devil tried to stop him. Merry Christmas. This is an act of spiritual warfare, and God wins. Mary is not the only person involved with the birth of Christ. The very na nation from whom she was born was miraculously brought about by God, elected by God as the descendants of Jacob over the descendants of Esau in a fulfillment of a prophecy to Abraham, which was then passed down to Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. This was all the sovereign hand of God at work. So this dragon is described as fiery and red. There are 13 times in which the devil appears uh, as a dragon in Revelation, but this time it says that he has seven heads and ten horns, and on its seven heads were seven crowns. Jesse, what in the world is that about? Why is he described this way? All right, here's something from Daniel chapter 7. Okay, in Daniel chapter 7, uh, and verse 7, you see this, After this, while I was watching in the, night uh, in the night vision, suddenly a fourth beast appeared, frightening and dreadful and incredibly strong with large iron teeth. It devoured and crushed, and it trampled with its feet whatever was left. It was different from all the beasts before it, and it had ten horns. Okay, we skip down in Daniel chapter 7 to verse 20. Um, actually, I'll go, I'll go to verse 19. Then I wanted to be clear about the fourth beast, the one different from all the others, extremely terrifying with iron teeth and bronze claws, devouring, crushing, and trampling with its feet whatever was left. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on its head and about the other horn that came up before which three fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth and that spoke arrogantly and that looked bigger than the others. As I was watching, this horn waged war against the holy ones and was prevailing over them until the Ancient of Days arrived. That's, that's God. And judgment was given in favor of the holy ones of the Most High, for the time had come and the holy ones took possession of the kingdom. This is what he said, The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, different from all the other kingdoms, and it will devour the whole earth, trample it down, and crush it. The ten horns are kings who will rise from this kingdom. Another king, different from the previous ones, will rise after them and subdue three kings. Um, so this has ties, this imagery about having, uh, about having seven heads with seven crowns, all right, and having ten horns. This is imagery that we've seen in the book of Daniel before. Daniel was an Old Testament prophet, but 
as he described what would take place through the life and conquest uh, of Alexander the Great, and even what would take place after the death of Alexander the Great, uh, and the dividing up of his kingdom among his generals, all just setting the stage for the, uh, for, for the Gospels to take place. The book of Daniel also describes even eschatological terms. We're going to see this in Isaiah too, that God was at work in his Old Testament prophets. You can't dismiss the Old Testament because of the New Testament. Because you understand the Old Testament, you know that it contains even some apocalyptic prophecies. So Daniel had a lot to say. We've seen this imagery about seven heads and seven horn, uh, seven heads and seven crowns and and ten horns and even some dispute among the ten horns. This imagery all began way back in Daniel. Can you see now why, likewise, the woman cannot represent exclusively just one person, Mary? This imagery about the dragon that is after this one person is more than just Mary's story. This is an epic story involving the sovereign hand of God at work through his people Israel, the prophecy for the Messiah, and the will of the devil to end and sabotage the birth of the Christ before he could be born. This Christmas, we celebrated something that was, that was eons in the making and miraculous in its fulfillment. It's not a season for commercialism and overconsumption. It's a season in which we remember hijacking a date, by the way, that we got from the ancient practice of uh, Saturnalia. <laughs> That's where our Christmas trees come from and our lights too. In all of this, we're celebrating God's victory over evil. Evil did everything that it could to stop the birth of the Christ, but the devil was unable. It was foreknown as far back as Daniel. We see it in the, the newest of the prophetic books, the book of Revelation. But he was unable to stop God's work through the lineage, the nation, the birth of the Messiah. Merry belated Christmas. We'll continue in this tomorrow.